This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. Work-life balance, vulnerability and the humility to be able to say help were among the wide-ranging issues raised by Lord Dennis Stevenson in his introduction to the Cambridge Leadership Seminars. He told his audience that he had no preconceived agenda for the series. He invites various friends who all have the same brief for their appearances. That instruction is to imagine that they will die at midnight, surrounded by family and friends who've gathered at the bedside. They have 20 minutes in which to list the lessons learned in their lives before the clock hits 12. Lord Stevenson's hope is that by the end of the seminars, not just the audience, but also himself, will take valuable lessons from the guest speakers as they address specific business-related issues. The, the areas that, in the past, students have found quite helpful are, first, the need to have a balance in life, the, the, which doesn't mean to say you don't work like a dog and you don't have real ambition, but need to be sufficiently balanced in your attitude and your values that you can take the ups and the downs in life. Second, I hope we'll have had serious debates about so-called work-life balance. How, should we say, uh, we have two parents, both of them are very ambitious and very good and have children, how they can actually end their days in 100 years' time, which probably will be 100 years, um, actually feeling they've done the right things by their children, they've done the right things by their lives. Um, another area that I, we've been exploring in recent years is attitudes to money. Not, this is not about distribution or egalitarian, it's about you know, if you're working hard and you're making money as most students, what do you think about spending it in materialism and happiness and soft issues like that? So all of those issues and some of the related issues, in terms of business and work, uh, the main thing that gets me fired up is entrepreneurship where I think there are a number of issues that, in my view, are wrongly talked about and thought about on entrepreneurship. Too many people think about entrepreneurship as saying, hey, I'm going to be like Bill Gates. Actually, very, very few of us are going to be Bill Gates. Perhaps we don't want to be Bill Gates. And one of my key messages is that setting up your own business is a decision about a way of life. Yes, you hope it will make you money, and it's got to make you some money to survive. And then there's the whole issue of how you do it, where I preach the gospel of gradualism, of not rushing into a great deal with the venture capital, even the angel industry, selling a whole chunk of your shares for a mess of pottage, but recognising that businesses need to evolve. They change as they go along. So there's a lot on entrepreneurship. Let me take you back to entrepreneurship, because... Uh, a lot of a future, the future of this country, rests on entrepreneurship, so we're told. Would you go along with that? I would, completely. When I, um, I set up my first business when I was 25. I'd been at this university. I went back to the appointments board. They had no advice to offer. None at all. Faint feeling of disapproval. And I'm afraid I'm very old. This was 40 years ago. I've got a feeling now that that is not the case. I haven't tried um, and things are much better. If I look at my children's generation, far more of them are setting up businesses. So it's starting to happen. It has started to happen. 
And I'm very optimistic about the establishment of new businesses. And without a doubt, it's a large part of the future. But you told your audience that you are meeting people from previous courses, yeah. previous seminars, who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Do they all come along to knock at your door and do you encourage them all or do you say, now hold on, that is not going to work? Uh, uh, definitely the latter. In fact, I'm, I, I'm having a meeting with someone tomorrow, as it happens, who was on this course two, possibly three years ago. And I'm afraid I was beastly to him. Very nice German. And... Uh, told him that in my view he shouldn't develop the business and, and, and he didn't, not saying it was entirely because of me. He's now come back having patiently, in a, with the patience that some Germans have developing his business model, and I think he's going to do it now and I think it'll work. And I can think of two people on the course last year who I think are still nursing wounds and I, oh, goodness, I hope I got it right because now I definitely um, discourage as much as I encourage. You made a very interesting point about the qualities of good leaders. Mm. The, the ultimate point you made, I think, was about the ability to ask for help. Yes, that's not the only quality of good leaders, but it's one that isn't talked about very much. That there's a model of leadership which I'm bound to say is what I grew up to. And I learned rather painfully through my mistakes and that it wasn't right, which is the leader must never show any weakness. He must be up front leading the troops and they follow behind him over the barricades. And, of course, you know, if you're a leader and you come into the office crying every day, not many people are going to follow you. But if you're dealing, if you've got a team of people you're working with, and if you're dealing with difficult problems and you say, I don't know what to do about this, or how do I handle this, or even I'm a bit scared by this, first of all, it makes you feel better, it does me. Second, guess what? Quite often, people working for you not necessarily the most senior people will have a better idea. And third, I've discovered people like you for it. They like seeing a bit of humanity in it. So, and I believe showing vulnerability is very important. There are other things as well. Is it easier today to show that vulnerability, to ask for help? Because organisationally, the structures are much flatter, the bureaucracy is gone, uh, and leaders are working with their own teams, amongst their own teams. Does that make it easier? Uh, you're making a, it's a very interesting point, because the context in which I've been a leader has typically not been a large-scale corporate one. It's, it's, it's been in smaller businesses. And I think I'm personalising it. I mean, I was pathetic, like a lot of leaders when I was younger. It has nothing to do with the generation. I was a classic, overachieving, pushy young man who thought I was God Almighty and would go out front and what I said went and da da, da. But I think you're right. I think, I think it probably... Thinking of corporate situations that I know... It probably is easier. And, of course, the internet and communication has changed, has informalised the methods of communication. So it is, and, and I do it, and lots of people, you probably do it, you can communicate with all sorts of people who aren't directly reporting to you. So yes, I think the answer is, I haven't thought about it, but I think you're right. You've been involved in or started 30-plus companies, yeah. you, you admitted yeah, tonight. Yeah. Would you do it again? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I definitely, one of the reasons I preach the way of life thing is um, I love it. I mean, it doesn't mean to say it's all work out. There's all sorts of horrible work. I like, I think it's a very basic human thing to sit down on a kitchen table with a blank sheet of paper and plan a business and start it with one or two other folk. But 40 um, years ago would be a lot easier to start it then than today, for instance, in the present economic climate. No, not at all. I don't know if it's a coincidence it's not planned. 
and I haven't, it's not planned, but I would rationalise that in saying that when there's recessions on, first of all, quite a lot of young people need jobs. Second, big companies get caught in the headlights and become scared. And he or she who is fleet of foot has a better situation. And at the moment, um, I've been involved in the last 24, 36 months. I think we've probably invested in five or six new businesses, which if you do the maths of 36 companies over 40 years, is quite a high rate. They're all doing fine because tiny little market shares, small groups of people are much more flexible in a recession. Lord Stevenson, thank you very much. This programme was produced by Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.